he believes and some of the people that wrote about what he said, they, they coin it as the problem. And to me, it, the problem is imaginary, but it is a problem if what, what's real takes it to be real. So if I take the idea of being a body real, it will seem to be real, because I'm the reality, yeah? I, that's looking. So there's this sense of, I call it selfing, and it's, it's a mental process. It's very fast, but it does take time. And that's where the solution lies, yeah? Because the solution is not of time. The solution is an inherent condition that we are. And there, and the activity that causes us to forget that we are the solution is an activity produced in time. So, obviously, no matter how fast it is, if it's still defined by time, it's never going to outdraw that which is timeless because the timelessness will have the gun out all the time. It can never be outdrawn because it doesn't draw out, yeah? It's just, it's obvious that it's already so. So then there's a mental activity that takes time that presupposes, this is how he shrinks it up, yeah? I call it selfing, but he says it's the presupposing of a non-existent thing. So the presupposing of a non-existent thing, I would, I would humbly take to be this, yeah? the identity as a body. Yeah? So this thing, this body doesn't exist in and of itself. It has to be filled or something has to move through it to enliven it. Yeah? Because you could take every organ out of a dead body and most of them would probably work if put into a live body. So the organs aren't triggering themselves. There's something that triggers life, in a way, or onness. But I would call it onness, so onness is triggering onness. And this sort of like is a, a bulb, but it doesn't produce the light, yeah? It transmits light. Something happens, and then the bulb transmits light. If, if the light is turned off, if the power is turned off in your house, it doesn't matter how many bulbs you have, it's not going to transmit any light because it's not getting to it, yeah? The electricity or the energy or the prana or whatever you want to call it is not going through the bulb to allow it to transmit, yeah? That wasn't being transmitted unless it goes through the bulb and then it shines light, yeah? It's just energy, isn't it? Electricity. You don't see electricity. You see its effects by what it moves through. So life is is showing its effects here by what it moves through. But it's not that which is moving through that's alive. Yeah? It's brought into action by life, and then when life seems to vacate it, it doesn't go anywhere, but it just dismisses this event, then it's not bringing into action anything. Even if you had a very important appointment tomorrow, if you pass away tonight, you're not making it, you know? I mean, if you had a 20s platinum star, I've got to be there at 9 tomorrow. If life has other plans, you're missing the appointment. Like, you which comes after life is not going to proclaim when life is going to come and go. Yeah, you're an after product. You're not prior to the product being made. You're an afterthought. And the afterthought, the primary little stickum is this sense of, of being a non-existent thing that when it's entertained 
to me, I call it selfing, the mental process keeps implying that you're the one that's doing this, you're the one that's seeing, you're the one that is the one, yeah, you're the one that is the bliss, you're the one, it's always going to, whatever it comes in contact with this way, it will presuppose that you are prior to that which it came in contact with. So, instead of, you know what I mean? You'll have an experience of bliss, but then you'll say, I am all the bliss. But that's not an experience. Being completely bliss is not an experience. Yeah? When the mental state arises and then presupposes it's prior to the state of bliss, it now makes it an experience it had. Yeah? Therefore, it's defined by the limitations of experience. It comes and goes. Yeah? So that which could always be so, now can only be so if you are there. <laughs> Therefore, it's very infrequent, isn't it? So people have peace, they do, many times during the day, but it's bookended by not having peace and then losing peace. <laughs> Which drives everyone crazy if they're in the business of being in peace. Yeah. So they seek to get that which they thought they had because... They thought they had it, therefore they think they've lost it. Yeah, you can't escape the duality of the of the thought system. If you have, you may lose. If you lose, you may one day have. But it never is. You see, it's never completely so. It's not a point of debate. It's not a point of degrees. Now it's all about degrees and and distance. Like I'm getting close to the truth, and oops, I looked at that porno mag. I'm now back. <laughs> I went back 12 steps. I mean, it's your head playing God with the idea of God. I mean, isn't I mean, what else? What's telling you you really fucked up? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, it's you. It's the head, the selfie. So, this, not, this presupposing the non-existent thing and then wanting. See, this is the whammy. It's, not fun. it's fun to presuppose a non-existent thing like in a movie or if you're in a play for like an, you know, an hour or two on Saturday, but not all fucking day. You know what I mean? Presupposing a non-existent thing is cool. You wear a certain look, you're like presupposing a non Oh yeah, I'm this, I'm a 70s or whatever, but you usually get off and put your pajamas. Not, you don't, like you don't become the Fonz. You know what I mean? I mean, the Fonz was good for a period of time, but you get off the set, and now, you know, I'm not like the fucking Fonz. <laughs> whatever. So, so, so the presupposing of being a non-existent thing, well, that's not a big deal. Unless it is a big deal. And, if, and how it gets to be a really big deal is when that presupposing or non-existent thing, now the non-existent thing wants to get incredible relief, let's call maybe money in some circles, maybe it's enlightenment in other circles, but they're all about relief from the non-existent thing, but the non-existent thing can only see it for the non-existent thing. Yeah. The relief would basically be from the non-existent thing, that's where it works, but the, the stubbornness of the identity of being the non-existent thing makes it to have to be for the non-existent thing. That's why things don't work. That's why all the equations don't work because the common denominator is off. We made a primary number one up and all our mathematics, mental mathematics, are based on me, I, this, self-centeredness, 
and it really doesn't add up. Like a lot of people have done everything they thought they were supposed to do in life, and maybe near the end of life they get a little reflective, and then maybe these ledgers of activities get brought out, and they go, well, what the fuck happened? You know? <laughs> Jesus Christ, really? I mean, was this all there was? It's very off-putting if you've been beholden to that slavery where you had to acquire or make or try to get a certain level of okayness instead of seeing you're okay. Not as this. This is never going to... This will be okay for a minute or two. Then it's unokay. Or it has degrees of it all day. But what you are isn't based on degrees or movement in or out or anything like that. It's a, it's a totally unimaginable condition. Our condition. Truly. It hasn't been moved by the most moving fucking thing that ever happened here. It hasn't been moved one inch. The, the, loud, the loudest cacophony didn't distract it, you know? <laughs> it's, it's just be, it's unfathomable, well, as they say. It's, it's the mystery beyond mysteries. Because how we attempt to understand the mystery, that which, where we're trying to understand the mystery from cannot understand the mystery because it's the fucking mystery really it's a mystery that what we are can become take take itself to be what we're not so completely for 80 or 70 years that's the huge mystery i mean how can what's always available at all times everywhere at all times be missed so many days you know what i mean even when some of us are in a great pursuit to find it i mean it's I swear, we got thousands of year maps, you know, ancient esoteric Buddhism, you know, mixed with shamanism, the Bow religion in Tibet before there was even... We got tons of things, tons of, like, planetary books, you know, this is how to... And yet, we keep, we keep missing it because it's not about concentrating and focusing, it's about dispersal. It's about a, an opening of the aperture of mind, big M mind. A largeness. You see a whole lot more when you're not looking at anything than when you're really looking for something, you're blind to a lot. Yeah? If you're not looking for anything in particular, you see a whole lot all day. You'll see a lot of wonders and awes and, and things. You'll see choreographies. You'll see a coordination in all the dance steps of all of us, and you'll be just amazed. Like the other night, Wednesday night, we are doing a talk, yeah? And the talk was just going on, however it goes on. And then we start, some reason, we cast it as a game show, right? Jeopardy game show. And we were going to ask questions like, all right, uh, esoteric spiritual questions, 500, you know? You know how the Jeopardy? All right, and then uh, I said, and then, all right, for 500, what's, who said what's looking is what you're looking for? And then... You know, there's usually a buzz in Jeopardy, and then my phone went off. Exactly. <laughs> Ding! And I went, John of God for 500. What's that? St. Francis. Yes, you're the winner. Now, that choreography. Well, I saw that thing with Bernie Sanders. He had a big political event yesterday, and a bird landed nearby. And then he starts riffing on the bird, then it lands right on his podium. That was the universe in agreement with what's going on. It's an old shamanistic I seeing the abstract working here. I mean, that's agreement. The universe is going, giving you like two fucking thumbs up. <laughs> that's what it's doing. You know what I mean? It may, everyone else may be missing it, but if you have eyes to see, you get it. You're like, oh, yeah. yeah. We had this one, we were at this 
we had this doing this recovery center thing, and we're sitting at this coffee shop afterwards, and we're talking about, you know, there is no person, and there's no this. Right, and, they, and then the, the music on the thing came on, and it was the talking heads. Is this my beautiful house, my wife? Is this my beautiful house? <laughs> and it was totally synced right into the conversation. Now, not everyone at the table got it, but I got it. It was like, perfect. I said, stop. Don't you see? It's so beautiful. So there's a lot of consent. There's a lot of affirmations. You know, you're finally able to have faith in mind. Because our faith in big M mind has been eroded by the faith in the mental process. Because it has been unreliable. It has failed us miserably. We've been accompanied by it since we were about four or five, every step of the way. And a lot of us are fucking really upset where we've landed. It's never bringing us joy. It's always like a five-year plan for joy, like the Stalinist five-year plan. All right, stay in the temple for four years, take vows, celibacy for five years, and what? <laughs> Let's hope it works. It hasn't worked for everyone else, but hopefully for me. I was once, I was reading this uh, Buddhist magazine, Tricycle, very nice magazine, years ago. And there was, I don't know, I may be totally, maybe I didn't even see it in this magazine. Maybe it's all made up, who knows. I don't, can't verify it. But there was, an, uh, there was an op-ed by a famous meditation teacher. And it was talking about, he'd been t- med- teaching meditation for 30 years, yeah? And he says, I've been having this sort of weird phenomenon. All my old-time students of 25, 30 years have been getting in touch with me, and they've been saying nothing's really fucking happened. I said, fucking thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I will not get on that bus expecting to arrive at a destination that I'm leaving from. <laughs> Thank you. That's it. All right, cancel my subscription. <laughs> you see, you can't... See, we have the sense many, many, many times over in our life of the sense of prior to this. Priorness, yeah? There's no priorness, but as a way of defining a contrast. The mental state starts us at a prefabricated reference, which isn't where we really start from. Yeah? It presupposes itself, it overrides the evidence of consciousness in contact, which is the daily experience here. Yeah? Something we call it consciousness, you may call it a branch of awareness, but Something's moving through us and goes through five gates, yeah? Hearing, feeling, seeing, tasting, smelling. And the sixth gate is, the, is noting thoughts about all the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and whatever. And it, it, that's, that's the field or the basis of experience, is those gates being open and consciousness rising through. The mental state arises after the conscious contact, Yeah? And then the mental state presupposes that it's prior to the contact. Now it says, I'm the one who's conscious. And as soon as it proclaims itself as consciousness in a mental way, not in a recognition way, but in a mental way, it immediately starts having the possibility of losing consciousness. Or not having, or not being enough conscious, yes? 
it immediately changes all there is as consciousness into an attribute you may have now or you may lose. By based on what? By what you do and don't do. Again, you become the center of the universe, even in regards to consciousness. You still consciousness has more of, has more to do about you than you about consciousness. This is the trick. And then this trick goes unnoticed, and then that trick leaves its stamp. It's sort of like a shadow, a pre-made shadow. So let's say you're a little, little ant, but now there's a shadow company that's making this huge elephant shadow. So while you're looking and walking around, you see yourself as this big fucking thing, and then you can't, you can't understand why you're getting stepped on all fucking day, and shit like that. You know what I mean? Because... When you look at yourself, you don't see yourself. You see a mental shadow of yourself. You see an image, yeah? An image of being a someone. A someone who's broken, a someone who's got this defect, a someone with this limitation, a someone with, I can't show these secrets, a someone, a someone, a someone. And every time when you reflect back on you, you don't reflect back on you. You reflect back on a you, a made-up you. You don't see yourself. You can actually never see yourself because you're, you're busily seeing everything from you. There's no way the seeing can be turned on what's seeing. That would be looking. Yeah? The seeing can never be seen. You can't see what is. All you can do is maybe learn about what you're not and then there'll be an intimation of what you are, and then you'll find out in a very interesting way what you are. But you're never going to know it, because it's... It's not knowable because it's always knowing. Yeah? It's not seeable because it's always seeing. It's not hearable because it's always hearing. Yeah? It's always, it, you couldn't capture it because it's, be, it's prior to all capturing. It's like the idea of taking a, a glass of water out of the river and going home and thinking you have the river. But you have the water, but a big essence has been missed, which is the riverine. It's not moving anymore, yeah? It's not, you haven't captured it. This is what happens with self-knowledge and why it avails us nothing is when there's knowledge that's introduced and claimed by the long-lasting independent separate entity, it neuters it completely. As soon as you think you know something, you'll never meet anything. You'll You'll never meet a damn thing here. All you'll be meeting is your prior knowing of it. That's not living. That's an interpretation. I don't care how refined it is, it's still defined by its own limitations. It's an interpretation. You can have sweet interpretations, and there's some terrible interpretations being imposed on others here, but it's still an interpretation. Living is completely different. Living is where an ease and comfort is derived, not through an interpretation. I should be at ease and comfort. Has that ever worked? I should be feeling great. I have all this money in the bank. I got this beautiful lady reposing next to me. I have vegan, you know, gluten-free breakfast on my little thing. But I feel fucking irritable, restless, and discontent. Exactly. 
That's what an interpretation does. That's when a river, its rivering gets forgotten, and now it just pours over stories about rivers all fucking day. I wish I was like the Yancey. I was once like the Mississippi. Oh, I'm too... Oh, why, why am I banked so... We just go over ponderously fucking all mental minutiae about being a river, and the rivering is completely missed. Just see what you're not, and you'll find out what you are. If you try to find out what you are from seeing what you're not, it's not going to work. It hasn't worked. It doesn't matter how sophisticated it is, that sudden sense, that sudden presupposing is going to arise very quickly in time, and it's going to alter, just like it says, every observation is distorted by the observation of it. So, when you have an observation that you're the oneness, you better see what's thinking is having that observation. Because that observation itself is distorting the oneness. I found it's no fucking way you're going to outdraw it as it. But if you see that you're not it, then you'll find out what you are. And what you are, like Jesus says, you're in this world. I don't know, he didn't say it yesterday. Supposedly he said it. You're in this world, but you're not of this world. So the ofness to me is the timelessness, the inherentness, the priorness. What we're in is of time, is of things, is of this, is of dreaming, is of agitation, yes? But what we are of is not of what we're in. We're not a product of the in. We're a priorness. We're not a product of the content, we're the context. We're not the clouds in the sky, we're the sky that's allowing the clouds to appear. Where would a fucking cloud appear? At Throckmorton Theater? If there wasn't a sky, where's the cloud going to appear? Where are all the birds going to fly through? Where are they, where are they going to fly through? They're going to get, you're going to see them walking on, you know, Highway 1? They'll be splattered all over the place. It's this space that allows everything to occur in it, yet it's not affected by us. Thank God. <laughs> it's a simple nail, just banging on the head. And then when you, when you get brought back there, you'll sense when you're not of this place. You'll sense it. Have faith and rest. Things will be revealed. Downloads will occur with no thought or effort on your part. And as Ramana says, you've gone as far as you can go and then grace does the rest. As soon as you reach where you're at, where you've always been at, you can't go. That's where you put the ball down. That's where you abide or rest and then see what happens. But it won't be happening to a you anymore. It'll just be happening, yes? You won't have to have a Twitter feed telling everyone what's happened to you all day because fucking nothing's happened to you all day. It would be like a blank Twitter feed. What's happened to me? Nothing. <laughs> what do you expect to happen to you tomorrow? Nothing. What, what motivates you to get up? Not that me, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just every day it's amazing, isn't it? I go to bed, I'm amazed it's another fucking day. You're up, all right, shit. I got enough gluten-free, I planned well. Gluten cereal, quinoa, bananas are there, almond butter, all right. The ship embarks. 
<laughs> goes on its little journey, goes back, moors in deep sleep, comes back up. <laughs> Do you think, <laughs> were you there when you were in deep sleep? Obviously. The thing you think you are, was it there? No. It's an, it's an activity, and it stops. <laughs> it stops completely. A lot of the time. Seriously. But what doesn't stop sees that. See, what? When selfing stops, when the presupposing of a non-existent thing stops, what? There's something that continues. That's what we are. We are that which continues when everything else stops. Well, this isn't about let's go out and find out about us. Well, yeah, let's go about and find out about us as a you. Like people were telling me the other day when we were in L.A., the people that were sitting in the back where I was trying to pan, you know, pedal some shirts and shit, they were watching the door. And all these people were coming up to him and saying, man, this is all going over my head. And then he asked me, why is that? I said, because that's where it's pointed. I'm, point, I'm talking to Big M Mind about a you. I'm not talking to a you about mind. <laughs> the talks are not about... I'm not talking to anybody here. I'm talking what's always here to that with the hopes that it will get one little, uh, one little snippet of the, the unredacted message. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not that. <laughs> You're not that. <laughs> so then... You suddenly loses a lot of its sheen when it becomes a you. <laughs> and when it becomes a you, you can refrain from the interest in that a you, and therefore it never seemingly turns into you. And then what happens is, the greatest thing at all, you, you, you veer away from the bastard child, me. <laughs> the me is what's going to ruin your fucking life. <laughs> You don't want the I-I to, merge, to, to become identified with the you because it's going to spawn a fucking mighty me. <laughs> and it's going to be crowned the king of your little world. <laughs> and it's going to go to war with a lot of other kingdoms because the whole place is de- totally populated with me's everywhere. <laughs> and, and it's going to be... And you'll marshal your little allies of other little mini-me's Here, I, then there's the manifestation seemingly of a you, and therefore, as long as it's a you, the me doesn't get any traction. Once the I and the you merge, and then this bastard kid gets spawned, the me, then shit's really happens, eh? Doesn't it? Then you're up the ass of self so deeply, you need a divine proctologist. You need to pull you out of there. Usually you go to an old master like Ram Maharshi, poop, or something like that. (laughs) Only to scurry back up there. (laughs) It's a simple invitation. It's not a draft, not a conscription. We have have things to sell you, but nothing has anything to do with the message. Just shirts and books and stuff. That has nothing to do with the message. No retreats, no intensives. You're basically going to sign up to get nothing, and you're going to keep getting nothing. And if you keep coming back, you'll realize that's the greatest gift of all, 
Nothing is the gift that keeps on giving. It's amazing. If you don't walk away from the well too early, it'll it'll be like a... uh, It's not a well. It's like a well with... It's a stream well, yeah? It's moving water. Very refreshing. It economizes you. You get pared down. It's like being on an operating table as an action figure, never getting up, no, don't play the doctor, and everything goes well. Yeah, things will just things that are not necessary will move away. Things that would be more, let's say, emphasizing will come towards. It's just beautiful. It's like instead of trying to lead, you're led. Instead of trying to direct, you're directed. Like Saint Francis said, instead of trying to be understood, you understand. It's a whole different way. It just shifts. But this one works, yeah? And therefore, the faith will grow because it actually produces the goods. You have an ease and comfort in your skin now, yeah? Not a hope for or a plan of how I will be comfortable or little reminiscences of when I was comfortable. You'll be comfortable now. And you'll see, if you were content, all your ideas of enlightenment and everything, you may lose interest in it completely. Seriously. One of the first things that went for me was the need to be liberated. I lost all interest in the need to be liberated. It's not my need. The self needs to be liberated. Selfing, but I don't. Yeah. That was one of the greatest gifts, to be freed from the need to be liberated. And they keep coming. You know, just Out of the blue, the, someone knocks on this. It's anonymous. Knocks on the door. A nice little package. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like... Years of, of craziness gets explained in one sentence, you know. Oh, thank you, thank you. You can't use activity to produce stillness. That would be activity. Saves you a lot of time, yeah? Whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. There you go. I mean, it's like having a room full of dartboards, and then they just give you one dartboard, and there's just a giant bullseye. <laughs> you can't miss. <laughs> All right, whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving. (laughs) (laughs) The seeker is the sort. What's looking is what you're looking for. (laughs) The open secret. (laughs) The gateless gate. Come on, dummies, get it. great relief, man. To be able to chill out and be okay. Because you're never going to be okay as this. If this is you, it's going to be a lifelong urban renewal project. <laughs> I mean, it's constantly going to demand attention. Because there's so many faults to it, you know? You know, you're thinking you're smelling pretty good, but one ruins your whole idea. Oh, fuck, I smell today. Or someone looks at you and, you know... <laughs> Whatever. It's it's so fragile, your sense of okayness. <laughs> it can be <clears throat> the slightest little yawn or a little aside can ruin your fucking day. <laughs> I mean, really. It's like living on thin ice, you know. Oh, there isn't. You think everything's so well, but this anything can st- happen. I mean, you, you know. My girlfriend could be at a retreat fornicating with the teacher. Blasphemy me at the retreat. It's going to be broadcast on YouTube. My whole career will be ruined. And I'm thinking, I have no idea. I'm just sitting here. 
<laughs> I don't even know how fucked I am. That's probably the best thing. <laughs> if I look, if I look deeply, I'd be fucked. I just don't look. I give a cursory. I just glance out my my set my, my my mental emotional backyard and just keep. I don't even go there. <laughs> well, that's it, man. It's a beautiful answer to an imaginary 